Welcome back to another episode of the Marketing Mindset Podcast, where we believe that in order to grow a successful business, you need just two things, the right marketing strategies and the right mindset. I am your host, Maria Benz, and I am the founder of MBM Agency, a digital marketing company who helps service-based businesses grow their revenue using online strategies. And I am here to share with you all of my tips and pointers every single week when it comes to digital marketing and business growth. All righty. So today I have Ross Johnson with me today, who is a 27-year-old serial entrepreneur dedicated to teaching coaches and consultants how to grow their online businesses. His trajectory is anything but typical. He went from being a broke personal trainer to building $2 million businesses in just four years, one which he exited successfully. Ross has now helped hundreds of people grow their online businesses through his mentorship programs, earning him mentions in various esteemed publications, including Forbes, Inc., and Entrepreneur. And I actually worked with Ross in 2019 to kind of get my business together and kind of help with our systems and processes, which helped a ton. (laughs) So welcome to the show. I'm super excited to chat with you today. Yeah, me too. Thanks so much for having me on. It's going to be a blast. I know. I'm so excited. So before we get started, I just wanted to ask, so Ross is doing this cool project with entrepreneur.com which he's doing 24 podcast interviews in 24 hours. And I told him before, I'm like, just thinking about that. I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> that sounds exciting and funny. Like I want to hear the end. Cause I'm like, I, I need my sleep. I'm so like in that routine where I feel like the last 24 hours, I would be so delirious. So how did this even get started? How did this project get started? Yeah. So, you know, obviously I do a lot of stuff on social media. It's kind mm-hmm. of my thing. And, um, you know, I, I kind of look at social media like a, almost like a reality TV show. It's like you're your own television show. You're your own media platform today. And mm-hmm. you're, it's almost like the news and things like that that were un- interesting on TV. They used to be in the hands of just like the media titans, right? CNN, all these different companies. And now what's so cool is that for free, if you're good, you can kind of put yourself on your own media platform generate a lot of attention, make things really interesting. So the way I kind of like to look at my social media, my Instagram, my Facebook and everything like that is doing these like uh, little events, mm-hmm. things to stay interesting, things that think like people will be like, oh, that's really, that's different. That's interesting. Like, you know, so I just looked at podcasts. I'm like, you know, it'd be really fun to get on a lot of podcasts one weekend and just like, you know, rifle them out and like get on everyone's show and like have a fun thing. Cause you know, for the past year, um, you know, I exited one of my businesses and I've been building a whole new thing, kind of taking a different direction. And I've been really building my brand and building my character online because before I had invested so much into my partner's personal brand, I was kind of mm. behind the scenes who was really growing the business. And now it's really me as the front person. And so now I'm getting into this big promotion phase where you know, I'm really going to, my product is done. My business is really set up. It's very optimized. I have a team. Everything's all set up for that. And so I wanted to get out there. I wanted to start sharing my story a lot more. And I said, this would be a really fun way to do it. Talked to a couple people about it. Uh, someone, an entrepreneur was just like, Hey, you know, I'd love to write about that. That sounds like so fun and different and interesting. You know, why don't I, why don't I interview you about it and your experience doing that? So other entrepreneurs can kind of get an idea of some different things that they could be doing. You know, mm-hmm. how to get, how to stay interesting online, basically. 
Yeah. And then, so I put that out there and everyone was like, of course, they're all like, oh, entrepreneurs going to write about it. This would be so much fun. That sounds like something I want to be a part of. And so it's kind of interesting on all angles for everybody. And it's just a lot of fun. I think you got to mm-hmm. have fun in business, you know? Yeah, I love that. Actually, one of the questions I wanted to talk to you about, which was kind of later down the line, but I love your perspective on how people should be showing up on social media. I know recently you've been talking about like, yeah, show up, talk about business, but also show behind the scenes of your life, show like what your ideal clients, they're most likely watching your stories because they kind of want that lifestyle. So I wanted to chat with you about it because I love that perspective. And I feel like even in my own personal social media, I've noticed when, you know, I talk about business, I show our previous projects, I show what we're doing, I come up with, you know, do the little mini trainings based on our niche. And it's great. But I've noticed the people who are watching all the way through and watching the most amount of stories is when I'm showing more of like behind the scenes of how we're running the business behind the scenes of my team and behind the scenes of podcast recording. And I've noticed like such a huge difference once I started showing more of that. Yeah, it's it's an interesting topic. It's something I've been looking into a lot lately and, and really sharing my perspective on. Um, it's kind of like this, you know, people see themselves in three ways. There's their past self, their current self, and then their future self. And their future self is really their ideal self, mm-hmm. right? And so in branding, and when you're branding yourself in business, you know, we're both kind of personal brands. I know you kind of have a business that's a little bit separate from your personal brand, but online, you know, when you're on social media, it's you you're really a personal brand. And when you're the personal brand and the business isn't the brand that's like the face, when you're the face of your own business, something happens that's a little bit different. So in branding, there's something called the self-congruity theory. And basically what it says is, you know, this is something that not a lot of coaches are going are gonna to know in the space because not a lot of coaches want to read academic college-based textbooks because they think the college is bullshit, even though you know a lot of these professors are geniuses at what they do and very genius in branding. And basically what this theory says is the more similar the brand's self-image is to the customer's ideal self-image, like the more that that customer is going to choose that brand. So like mm-hmm. everyone can imagine a person who drives a Jeep. Mm-hmm. You know, Jeep Wrangler that's got big tires on it. Like you kind of know that person, right? Like it's a very specific person who identifies with that specific character traits of that yeah. Jeep or like diesel jeans, you know, or affliction. Like we all kind of know these different brands and what kind of person like shops at that place. It's because the brand self image is so congruent with its customer that they're very alike. And so, when you're doing personal branding online, it's very important for uh, for a personal brand to be to understand their audience and who they want to be, mm-hmm. and then for that personal brand to be that and show that they have those things and that they are living the lifestyle that that person wants. It's called aspirational branding. People are aspiring to be you. They're aspiring mm-hmm. to be the brand, and. It's really cool, you know. It, it it like it's kind of the opposite of forceful. Yeah. You know, it's it's ultimately how you you know everybody wants to like attract leads and become magnetic and all these different things online and that's really the way to do it is to become it. Yeah. And yeah, it's an interesting thing. I think a lot of people make the mistake of and you know this is the whole customer avatar niche thing. I think everyone needs to find a niche, but I think mm-hmm. when people do study on their customer avatar and on their audience. I think a lot of people, they meet the customer where they're at, 
mm-hmm. and they talk about how bad their situation is all the time. And after a while, that just starts to feel really shitty. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you don't have any money, you know, you really need clients. It's just like tough for you, you know, like, oh. Yeah. And after a while, it's like, dude, where's like, where are we going with this? Yeah. You yeah. know, like, how about like, what, you know, where are we going? How great could it be? You know, what are the benefits of listening to you? It's kind of like, here's all this advice. And then you're showing at the same time, the result of that advice in your Mm -hmm. own life. And so people connect the dots and they're like, wow, well, if I listen to this person, maybe I could live like this person. And, you know, I see it all the time with influencers, you know, people, I think sometimes I know I did when I first started, I wondered like, man, how did these influencers who just like have 500,000 followers, like, and I asked them, you know, how'd you get there? And they're like, I just don't know what just happened to me. And I'm like, well, lucky you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's great. And then they just throw out a product. It's like a shitty product. They didn't even like, you know, yeah. they don't even know what they're talking about sometimes. And then everyone buys it. And they're like, oh my God, I just like gained 500,000 followers and like fell into a multiple six-figure business. <laughs> it just I don't happened. even know what happened. I don't even know what I'm doing. And the reason why that happens is because that person without even knowing it, is so aligned with a specific type of identity that people want to be them. You know, maybe they're really attractive and fit or whatever that everyone goes and follows them and talks about them. And then they're so aligned in that and they're so entertaining online. Mm -hmm. It's almost like they don't even have to do anything Mm -hmm. because they're so aligned. They just like release a product and it's over. Yeah. And do it just say... People are trying to do the opposite of that a lot of times. Yeah. I've noticed, because as you're talking, would you say that for entrepreneurs, should they show up meeting them where the customer is at right now, but then a lot of times showing them where they could be and showing the behind the scenes in order to show them like, hey, this is your dream life and I can help you get there. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. I think there's like two things, right? There's like showing and then there's like telling. Mm. And I think a lot... I think a lot of people are telling Mm, when they should also be showing. Yeah. You know, it's like, if you want this freedom-based lifestyle, like blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, dude, I'm pretty sure you're just like chilling at your house all the time, working on your computer. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, a lot of people are, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, don't get me wrong, but it's like, you know, if you are a millionaire and you are talking about how like free you are and blah, 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 but like really you're a workaholic and like, you know, you only have like, photos from photo shoots that you do in the same part of town all the time. It's kind of like, it's like maybe that person would have a more powerful brand if they were able to intentionally show through imagery that message Mm -hmm. as well as talk about it. So it's kind of like, look, I understand your situation. It's really tough to be a beginner online coach, you know, or a beginner entrepreneur and like share the stories that you have from that time so they can relate to you. Mm-hmm. you know, like, look, it wasn't always easy for me, but now after I did X, Y, and Z, my life is like this. And then there's like a picture showing and proving that your life is the way that you're saying this. Mm-hmm. It's like almost combining that business owner, what we typically see, I feel like on all entrepreneurs stories, but combining it with that influencer aspect, right? Exactly. Exactly. So, Influencers know stuff. Like it's like, yeah. why is that happening to them by accident? Like there's something going on there. Yeah. What would you recommend? Like say if there's a business owner, an entrepreneur, like let's be real. Most of us are probably somewhat workaholics sitting at our screen most of the time. I mean, I yeah. can really, I'm typically in front of my computer most of the, most of the time. Right. But what can we show our audience to show them 
that lifestyle to show them. Cause you know, before when I was working nine to five, I'm like, Oh my God, I can't wait to work full time. I can't wait to do this and have my own team. What can those entrepreneurs who are kind of there, what can we show to kind of get that influencer feel to our stories? Yeah. So it's not always about the freedom lifestyle, right? Like that's one type of brand. There's also like a Gary V type of brand, which is like, Mm -hmm. dude, I am working all the time. Look at me working all the time. So it's like whatever you have going on and whatever lifestyle or kind of brand angle you want to promote, whoever you want to attract, Mm -hmm. I think what you ultimately want to do is, you know, identify the niche Mm -hmm. and the type of person you want to work with and then learn about that person and learn what they want, you know, interview them, get on calls with them, ask them questions, direct message, like any opportunity you have to ask that person like, hey, who do you ultimately want to be in life? Mm-hmm. You know, what other influencers do you look up to? Because that's mm-hmm. going to be a representation of, you know, the people we follow online are typically the people we want to be more like. Yeah. Or yeah. they have qualities that are attractive to us because we either don't think that we have them or we feel that we do have them and we really respect those in other people. And so looking at brands that your audience likes, influencers that your audience follow. And by the way, you don't even have to ask them. You can just be like, oh, this person scheduled a sales call with me. I'm going to go to their Instagram, go to see who they're following. And I'm going to look for all the little blue check marks and find out who the big influencers are that they're following all the time. That's and such a great of, idea. Yeah. And kind of get an idea of like, oh, okay. They're into like kind of spiritual coaches and like, you know, mindset freedom. It's not really about like being a baller and like driving mm. a Lamborghini. But if they're following people like Ty Lopez and stuff and everyone in your audience is doing that, maybe it's time to like start thinking about angling yourself that way or think about changing the person you're trying to attract. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it could be anything, right? Could be promoting Lamborghinis, could be talking about how you just had a really slow morning and, you know, you just wore yoga pants all day and like, you know, life is just so relaxing. You had a woke up, you had a green tea, no one bothered you. You know, the birds are chirping outside. Like a lot of people want that lifestyle. Yeah, a lot of people yeah. want to hustle all day like Gary Vee and become very significant. A lot of people want to drive cool cars and be with women or, you know, there's so many types of lifestyles that people aspire to have. It's all about identifying what that is in your customer, in your audience, and then just accentuating certain characteristics about yourself. And, you know, one of the things I I find people have resistance about with this idea is like, well, that's not authentic, Ross. You know, for me to become this character online is not authentic. But the thing is, it is authentic because if that's the message you're promoting, you should be aligned with that message. And ultimately online, you're marketing and you're trying to be a leader to these people. And, you know, sometimes things need to be a little bit over-exaggerated online in order for people to pay attention. You know, if you've ever done a webinar or a live training, you know, it's like you're going crazy with energy in your house. And if someone walked in the room, you look like a psychopath. You're like screaming at the computer. But someone who's watching it is like, yeah, they have all right energy. It's like 50%. <laughs> that's such there. A good idea. Yeah. That, no. that is so true. Yeah. Yeah. And no, and that is a good point. And essentially like, cause I kind of struggled, not struggled, but I've thought about this, especially recently, cause I kind of started seeing like, how are people showing up online? Right. And then you see people who are kind of them truly authentically themselves. And then people who are a little bit more exaggerated. And I feel like you know, if we're trying to come online, we're using social media as a marketing platform, we're not using it as like a personal platform, then 
we kind of have to do, I think what you're saying, right? In order to get more leads and more clients and to really develop that influential brand, you might not be showing all aspects of your life, but just certain specific topics that your audience relates to. And I think that's such a great idea. I feel like after this podcast, I'm going to go look at my audience, the people who I know interact all the time and be like, see who are they following? (laughs) I never thought about doing that. I mean, they are following you, right? So don't forget that. And um, (laughs) yeah, you know, social media is so interesting. You know, I think you made a great point, which is that people do need to decide at some point whether or not it's them doing this for themselves or whether or not they're doing it for other people. Mm-hmm. Because if you're doing it for other people, then it's not about you. Yeah, You're presenting things to change their beliefs and their mindset to put them in a better position so that they can succeed. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think that's really what it is about. And you know, like you mentioned kind of before we started this podcast was like, you're like, yeah, I really love what you're posting lately. I think there's so much how-to content out there. And how-to content's great to show people that you know what you're talking about. But ultimately, people want to be told stories. They mm-hmm. want to be entertained. You know, there's mm-hmm. so much more to, there's so much more to it than that, you mm-hmm. know? And mm-hmm. I think doing a lot of those things for your audience is a really important thing. You know, when you get on there and just are like, you know, this is just what I'm feeling. Facebook's my diary today. I'm just going to like dump on people. Yeah. You know, so many people treat their social media like it's some kind of like open diary, yeah, you know, because yeah. they want validation or they want to be feel significant or they feel alone in their life. And, you know, nothing wrong with that. But at the end of the day, if you want to be really successful in business, you got to do things for your audience. Sometimes the challenge, the big challenge I find with, with having a personal brand is it's you. Mm-hmm. And the thing about branding is what's best for branding and what's best for business is irrelevant of you. And so people get their personal affairs mixed up in their brand where they're like, well, I don't want to show that. I don't want to show too much about my personal life. I'm like, well, then don't be a personal brand. Yeah. Because personal brands are micro celebrities. Yeah. And the the pinnacle of being a personal brand is Kim Kardashian. Yeah. So the bigger your personal brand is, the more you're going to be like a celebrity. And if you don't like that, it's time to maybe think about having a brand brand you know, and doing SEO or some kind of website marketing to drive traffic to it in a non-personal way. Yeah. Social media is very personal. It's hard to have a brand on there, like a business brand. Yeah. uh, Unless you got a lot of cash. I was going to say, do you think it's easier to grow a personal brand on social media? And yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. I do think that. Yeah, I agree. But speaking of content that you've been posting lately, so something that you posted the other day is that entrepreneurs should focus more on profit and not necessarily becoming a seven-figure entrepreneur. This is so funny because literally the day I watched that story, I was thinking about the same topic in the morning is because I feel like right now people are so like flashy with their numbers. You know, they're seven-figure entrepreneur or making 10K months or making 20K months. And a lot of people I think are showcasing that when like to get more leads and to get more sales into and more people into their program. And sometimes they're like, oh, I had a 20 or whatever, 100K month. Technically, they sold it. But I'm like, yeah, but what they're not saying is they probably are not actually making that in one month because people are maybe getting on payment plans or like what is it actually costing them to get everything? And I'm like, I wonder who's who and who's actually legit and who's actually, you know, and who's kind of just 
flashing these numbers. So I wanted to kind of chat with you about that and see if you can kind of recap that thought for my audience, because I was like, this is good information. And I'm like, I need a reframe because I had goals. I'm like, I want to be, you know, seven figure company, seven figure company. And I'm like, no, I need to start at exactly what you're saying is what are we profiting and really focusing on the profit itself? Because that's really what's going to make the biggest difference in our success. Yeah. I mean, the profit's the only thing that's real. Right? Yeah. And so I think the seven figure, eight figure thing is mostly like a positioning thing. You know, hey, I, yeah. I achieved this. You know, hey, I was in Forbes. Hey, I wasn't, you know, I'm an eight figure entrepreneur. You know, I was able to generate that revenue. It's like a little badge of honor or something, yeah. you know, especially in the ClickFunnels community. You know, I don't know how familiar you are with them, but, you know, they're giving out these two comma, three comma awards, whatever they are. And they're, it's a very smart brand play for them because they're, they're making people feel very significant. They're putting on a big event. They're bringing them up on stage, you know, and it's very, very good for their brand. It's actually almost cult-like. It's mm-hmm. honestly genius for them. But what happens is, you know, people run ads with these things and their awards and everyone knows what they are. And, you know, I've seen a couple of, you know, eight-figure earners. They're like, yeah, I made eight figures in two years and I did it through ClickFunnels and it was amazing. And like, honestly, like I know they ran traffic, like break even. Like I know like they, they ran ads like nuts and like maybe made, you know, some money or whatever, but like very little, like we're talking like 10% profit here. And it's like, you know, if you make $10 million, you make a million dollars off it in two years. Like that's great. But like, you're not making $10 million. You're making a million dollars over two years, which is like only, you know, multiple six figures. It's like a $500,000 thing. And like, I could do that with one-on-one coaching. You know, I could do that with like 15 clients. Mm-hmm. 15 hours a week, 15 coaching clients, you know, mm-hmm. do that for the year, only work 15 hours and like make that same amount of money. And I'm not generating $10 million. I'm generating $500,000. It's just all profit because I'm just trading my time and yeah. there's really no cost to one-on-one coaching. So, yeah. well, for me, I could charge that, right? Cause I'm a business coach for you know, someone like a fitness coach. It's going to be a little bit of a different thing. You probably have to have a different model, but yeah, I think it's uh, it's a positioning thing for sure. It's an authority thing. I think they want to do it a lot of the times to say that they did it. I don't know how much it increases course sales or their program sales, probably a little bit. But, you know, I, I just, for me, you know, I've been through these different phases of money and mindsets and like levels. Mm-hmm. And I think there's like these different levels you hit. It's like to get to 10K a month is a thing. Then to get to 30K a month is a thing. And then usually when you get to 30K, 20 to 30K, I find you got to change your business model. Otherwise you can't keep scaling. So for example, like, you know, you can only do one-on-one coaching. You know, you're limited by your time. I mean, you can't have 250 clients. Mm -hmm. It's not possible. You can maybe have, you know, 20. And so it's like whatever you're able to charge for them, it might be between like 15 to 30K a month, depending on the type of business you have. Then after that, it's like you got to switch to group coaching or online courses. Usually online courses is the best move. Um, that's basically infinitely scalable. I personally think it's the best business model. You know, I have programs on that and everything. It's just it's just what yeah. I love. I think it's what yeah. I promoted. It's the one thing that I think has been able to give me freedom. You know, I've had an agency. Yeah. Hard work. Agencies, yeah. yeah, you know. I know. I, I remember are, in our first call, you were like, agencies only profit 11%. I was like... Right? <laughs> yeah, no, that I means it's not always like that, but on average, on average, right? Percent, yeah, for a scaled agency. And, you know, people, when they start them, you know, they do them freelance and it's like, it's killer. Like, it's killer freelance and you start so high profit. And then as you scale, 
you know, when you get to a million, it's still good. When you get to like 3 million, it's like, oof. A lot of team mm-hmm. members, a lot to manage. Um, and same thing for, you know, one-on-one coaching and group coaching. It's, you know, ultimately for that, like everyone's trading their time for money. With online mm-hmm. courses though, it's like, you know, you're leveraging the technology on, on that side of things. So yeah, yeah. sorry, little tangent there. But um, yeah, back to your question. I, I, what I found is, you know, doesn't matter how much money I spend, I almost never spend more than 30 grand a month on my personal life and all this shit, which is a lot of money, right? But like, I do crazy shit. I have three houses. Yeah. You know, I have a car, I travel all over the world. Like I, I eat out, like it's, it's insane. Like all the things that I do. And it's like, it's never more than that. And the thing is you can generate $30,000 a month of profit without being a seven figure entrepreneur. So it's like, the goal should be $30,000 a month in profit, mm-hmm. not seven figures. That's where f- true financial freedom comes from. Yeah. I mean, I've written down the, you know, and I said this in my post, I was like, I challenge everyone to write down and maybe even the listeners of this podcast to do this, the craziest lifestyle you think you would want to live. You want to buy a Lamborghini? You want to ride in a helicopter every week? You want to go skydiving? You want to swim with the dolphins? Like, you know, you want to go to dinner at like Nobu all the time and like have amazing sushi? Like, write it all down, total it up. It'll be somewhere mm-hmm. between twenty dollars to $30,000. Everything, like the craziest yeah. shit you could ever imagine. And the thing is for a lot of people, like it depends how many years you want to spend doing it, but that's totally possible. I mean, that's totally I know, because when you think about it, because if people have these like big seven-figure goals and when you're telling them like, no, only profit 30 grand a month, it's like that somehow, like that seems a little, like attainable. It's totally <laughs> attainable. It's, yeah. Um, how, do you have any tips on how business owners could maximize their profits? Yeah, I do. So first of all, you got to watch your numbers. Yeah. <laughs> you know, big time on that. You got to really understand like, you know, at first I think most businesses, if you're bootstrapping it, it starts out with just you. Yeah. And if it's just you, I mean, you know, that's time investment. So it is costing you something. It's just costing you time. Yeah. Right. So there's always cost involved in business. People are like, I have profited 100%. And I'm like, well, what's your time worth though? Cause yeah, you, spent, yeah. you spent that on it. So I think it's, it's all about, um, you know, getting out of that freelancer level, uh, and then being able to hire people. I think hiring people to help you is, is a really important thing that everyone should learn about. It's definitely one of the most challenging parts of business because how much do I pay them? You know, a lot of times what happens is like you hire someone, you think you're like really fucked, you know, you're like, oh my God, like there's so much work to do. And then the thing is you hire them and they get all that work done. And then you're like, oh my God, I don't have anything for you to do. Cause like people hire a little bit too early in their business. Mm. Um, so that's one thing to be really careful of. Uh, another one, like I said, watch your numbers. You should know how much you're spending every month. You should know how much you're earning every month. You should know what your profits are. You know how much for your product or your service you have to spend to deliver it. Mm-hmm. You know, you should know what your profit margin is every time you make a sale. I think those things, um, keeping an eye on it, is a really good way to increase profit. I think building a personal brand on social media is a great way to increase profit because it's free traffic. Yeah. And it also positions you in a way where you're able to charge more mm-hmm. because you're an authority. Yeah. And it's not like they're just working with some person, they're working with you you're special, you're an authority, you talk about these things. And when you're positioned that way, you're able to charge a lot more and your profit margin goes up. So I'd say like, those are just a few quick tips, like for increasing profit. Those are good. 
Those are good. So I have a question for you. So what is the biggest difference in having a six-figure business versus seven-figure business? Like being being the owner of that business, how does their life differ? I think it's a lot easier. Being a seven-figure? Yeah, I think yeah. it's a lot easier. I think things get easier. Um, it's kind of like this, you know, getting to 10K a month is so challenging because you have to build up status. Mm-hmm. You have to build, you know, everything, the way we view things on social media is we're in social hierarchy. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. hierarchy on everything. You know, you're, you know, do I get up and walk the dog or do I go to the bathroom? We're placing importance on one of those things. You know, do I want to hang out with you or do I want to hang out with Kim Kardashian? Like I'm, I'm grading things all the time. What's more important? What should I be doing? What's more important? You're prioritizing. And that's how people make decisions. And it's the same way that people make decisions about you on social media. And if you're on social media and you're trying to grow your business, people have to think you're more important than other people. Mm. And so you have to behave in a certain way that brings authority and attention to you. I mean, I'm even kind of doing it right now with this 24 hour podcast marathon. Yeah. People are like, that's interesting. I'm paying yeah. attention. They're waiting for the shows to release. People are asking me about it. I'm garnering attention. And there's a link between status and attention. You know, when people have attention, they're, they have higher status. Mm-hmm. That's why mm-hmm. people like Kim Kardashian, they have so much attention. They're super high status. Yeah. You know, yeah. It costs like $500,000 to get that girl to post something on Instagram for you. It's absolutely insane. Um, so the beginning, like, you know, zero to 10K a month, that's really difficult because you have to build that. Then after that, I mean, you have a little bit of cash. You can kind of invest that in different things and do different experiments because you have a little bit more freedom. Mm-hmm. And the more money you have to invest into things in your business, um, and make those experiments like, hey, I'm going to hire this agency to grow my social media. We're going to see how that goes. Hey, I'm going to hire a PR person to get on a bunch of podcasts. We're going to see how that goes or run Facebook ads. Like you can do these experiments and you know, it's not going to cost you an arm and a leg because like you have a little bit of cash flow. Mm-hmm. So ultimately, like when you're getting from six to seven figures, you got to focus on conversion. You got to make sure you have a really good offer. You got to make sure it's really dialed in, that it's delivering everything, that it's really irresistible. And you also got to focus on traffic. Mm-hmm. Conversion first, traffic after. People don't usually do that. They focus on traffic. It's like, oh my God, I need to like get known. And I'm like, your offer doesn't even convert. Mm. Like if we got to, you know, people, you know, I owned a social media agency and people would all the time be like, man, you know, we're growing, you're growing my account and you know, I'm not getting any leads. And like, I'm like, dude, your website on social media is not even mobile optimized. Like people are going to your website. They literally can't even read it. So mm-hmm. like, no wonder you're not getting any leads. Yeah. Yeah. You got to fix that stuff before you try to generate traffic. And you know, six to seven figures is like this mad dash to hundred K a month. <laughs> it's like this crazy dash. Mm-hmm. And you know, cause you're, you're building momentum in your business and you want to ride that momentum and never let it die. So, um, it's just about getting that leverage. So yeah. it's always like, you know, create an offer that converts that people really love, prove the offer, and then like be everywhere generating traffic for it. Get on YouTube, get on Instagram, get on podcasts, do influencer marketing, do Facebook ads, whatever strategy you want to focus on. I've focused a lot on organic. Mm-hmm. Actually, next week, I'm going to start running paid ads. So okay. I'm doing a launch and that's going to be a lot of fun. I have a lot of warm traffic. You know, I have audiences built in that that I've been building for the past couple of months, but you know, there's a lot of ways to generate traffic and, you know, it's not even like you have to be a genius at it. 
Yeah. You know, there's a lot of people who are smart out there and you can use your money to pay them, which is That's really true. This is true. Would you say it's like easier? Like once you got 10 K 20, 30, like all the way to a hundred, would you say like each step gets easier and easier? If you know how to use money. Yeah. <laughs> if you know how to pay smart. If you know, you know, it's one of those things, right? It's like, I've invested, I don't know, 250, $300,000 into coaches, masterminds, events, books, all these different things for my education. And people think that's insane. They're like, man, I don't know how you do that. I can't even, you know, I don't even want to invest 5K because I don't have the money. And I'm like, look, I flew across the country with my last $300 and like slept on the floor in someone's house that I didn't even know to go to an event where I thought I might meet other high-level entrepreneurs. And you know what? Nine out of 10 times, I didn't get any benefit out of it. But one time I did and it made a lot of things happen for me. Mm -hmm. And so I was always doing these crazy things. So you know, there's a lot of people who tell me stories about why they can and can't invest and stuff. And ultimately, you know, I understand, but at the same time, I kind of don't because for me, you know, people are like, how'd you get here? Yeah. I want to, I would just do what you did. And I'm like, you don't want to do what I did. I ate yeah. chili for three weeks. Yeah. You know, like I, <laughs> like I ate one meal a day for like a couple months, you know, I mean, I went through the, the shit yeah. and did the hard things. And, you know, if I knew I had to do those things in the beginning, I don't know if I would have went down this road. Yeah, they're always a surprise. And you know, when you're growing your business from 10, 20, 30k a month, you just got to invest in the right people for the right strategy. Like, hey, you know, you know, better than me, please tell me where to go. Yeah. And it's almost like going to like business, like real business school, like real, (laughs) you know, like college, right? Like as a business owner, that's how I've been like looking at investing is it's like, it's like your business school, but except I feel like not more real, but kind of. <laughs> it's totally. No, I mean, college is great, right? College is great. I'm not like personally against college. I never went to college. I think it's a lot of money. I think if someone took that same money, like you were saying, and invested it in someone who was actually a multimillionaire doing what that person wanted to do and was going to these events and surrounding themselves and building relationships with people in the space, they'd probably get a lot more bang for the buck. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So my podcast, as you know, is called the Marketing Mindset Podcast because I believe that in order to grow a successful business, you need the right marketing strategies and the right mindset. So I wanted to ask you, what is your main mindset struggle that you have had before scaling your business and how did you overcome it? That's a really good question. You know, (laughs) I hired, um, you know, it's funny, you can never see your own mindset struggles. It's like, you can't, it's very easy to see things in other people. It's very challenging to see them in yourself. In fact, it's almost impossible because of things, you know, anyone who's listening to this can go look up the word cognitive bias online, study that for a day and it'll blow your, absolutely blow your mind. It's like, it's really scary. People have these built-in biases that are like, you can't change them. They're literally hardwired in your brain. And that's why people can be persuaded. Mm -hmm. And those actually make it so that you can't see yourself doing things. You know, there's something called confirmation bias, one example, where, you know, when you believe something, you actually ignore everything else that doesn't match that belief. Mm. And you literally only see things. That's why when, you know, I people, could see in, that. I could see people that. in relationships, <laughs> they get in arguments and you'll say a whole thing to your partner and they'll pick out the one sentence and be like, I knew you hated my mom. And it's like, whoa, did you listen to anything else I said? that's confirmation bias. They're picking out that one thing that they already believe. They're confirming their own reality. 
that's what people do all the time. And that's why they get in these loops. And that's why they can't get out of their own way in business, which is why it's so important to hire a coach. So when I hired my first coach, I actually got into a pretty lucky position because, you know, in my opinion at the time, like this dude's a really high level coach. He charges $60,000 a year for coaching. Mm-hmm. He basically was like, how much money do you have? And I said, I have five grand. He said, cool, empty your bank account, send it to me. And <laughs> I will help you. And I said, yeah. I will help you be a millionaire in the next 12 months. And I said, I'm down, let's do it. Yeah. And you know, I had like zero, zero dollars. I was generating like $3,000 a month in my business. Super scary. You know, I had a job at the time. I was a virtual assistant and I was kind of like, you know, this is, this is, you know, a funny thing, but like I, I outsourced my own virtual assistant job. I love that. So, so like I was a virtual assistant, I got paid like 80 bucks an hour. And then I just, I hired my own assistant to do my job for 20 bucks an hour. And so I wasn't really working, but yeah, I yeah. was. And so he was like two weeks in, he's like, dude, quit your job. And the thing is, I've been trying to be an entrepreneur for four or five years. You know, I had tons of businesses that I tried to start, you know, do them for three months and then I would get a new idea. And, you know, I was just following my passion, following what was exciting. And, you know, eventually I figured out like, you know, to me, a lot of people won't agree with this, but I feel like passion is almost irrelevant Mm. to your business success. Like, uh, you need to do something that works, period. Like, it doesn't matter how passionate you are about it if it doesn't help other people and they don't care about it. Mm-hmm. So I thought, man, I'm going to start this, like, Elixir course. It's actually still on Udemy. It's so ridiculous. I don't know how to log in and get it off there. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> uh, so don't look that up. But it was, like, a Chinese herbalism class. And then I did a handstand course because I did gymnastics. And I was a personal trainer online. And, you know, I built a blog called The Primal Dude and, like, all these weird, like, how. But that was your passion, things. would you say? Yeah, I was like super excited. You know, I was reading a lot of books on it. So I was like super high on the ideas. And then I would write about them. And then I would get on another idea and like change completely and be like, this business isn't going to work. But really, the reality is I never really got started. I never really promoted it. So mm-hmm. I build it. I build a website. I do all these things first, you know, and instead of getting customers first. And because I didn't know how to get customers. I was just like building things and doing things. Mm-hmm. And I thought I had so much momentum. But I was really just like high on these ideas, Mm. passion. So when I hired this dude, he's like, I'm like, man, I just don't know what my problem is. Like, help me fix my business, you know? And he's like, well, you know, why don't you build a webinar? And I'm like, all right, I'll do that. And then I'm like, is the webinar good enough? Is it good? Like, is it, will you tell me? He's like, yeah, 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 that's good. I checked it out. I watched the whole thing. It's great. Build this ebook. I'm like, okay, great. What do you think about my ebook, man? Is it good? Like, should I promote it? You know, is it good? Is it ready? He's like, yeah, dude, totally. Just get it out there. And you know what? Knowing the dude now, we're really good friends. I, I actually don't think he ever looked at what I did. Really? Because he goes, man, you think you have a marketing problem? You don't. You have a mindset problem? Wow. And he was like, you need to just get it done and get it out there. And so like, it was almost like I needed his permission that it was good enough to put out there in the beginning. Mm. And once I started doing that, I immediately got results. You know, I got client, I got a couple of clients, two thousand dollars, three thousand dollars a month. Sometimes, I quit my job. It was like, you know, the first, the first four months of the business. You know, I it took me four months to get one client, and it was a client for two thousand dollars a month, which was half of what I was making at my job. Once I got that client, we like hired him, and within twelve months, I made seven figures. That's amazing. After that, it just blew up and I actually got really overwhelmed with it um, because I didn't know how to scale. 
Yeah. And I was, you know, staying up until two 30 in the morning doing engagement groups on Instagram because me and my partner at the time were running like 45 Instagram accounts or more all manually posting and writing captions and doing wow. engagement groups and like answering DMS. I'm like, I just didn't understand how to prioritize a business. You know, I didn't understand how to set up systems. And then I read this book built to sell and man, that pushed everything through. I changed my whole business model and it just blew up from 30 K mm-hmm. to hundred K a month. So I would say, you know, a lot of people are looking for permission. You yeah. know, a lot of people are looking for someone to just say, look, it's good enough. Get it out there. And I needed that. I needed someone else to tell me that in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's good because I know a lot of people that I talk to that are just beginning their business. I think they are focusing so much on, on the perfect. Like, is it perfect? Is it perfect? And then they stop themselves and don't let themselves go on until it's perfect enough. So a podcast episode I did recently, we actually chatted about like, forget about perfection. Just take that messy action. Just put it out there because the sooner you do it, the sooner you're going to start making money. So I love that you mentioned that as well. Yeah. I think there's a big complex out there of like, I'm not good enough. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, it's really big and it really affects a lot of people. Even people who like, they think like, nah, that's not me. And I'm like, well, you did X, Y, and Z. Do you still think that? And they're like, oh my God, I, I don't think it's good enough. And the thing is, it's very challenging to move against that. But someone who takes shitty action all the time and is a mess, you know, something I hear from people all the time, they're like, you know, I'm so good at what I do. And I see people who are worse at what I do. And they're my friends and they're actually terrible coaches. I don't think they know what they're talking about. And they make six and seven figures. They're making so much more money than me. And I'm like, well, it's because they're actually doing shit. It sucks mm. what they're doing, but they're putting out a lot of content and they're showing up all the time. And some people are attracted to that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you got to get started and put it out there. And, you know, it's tough because I think the more you know, it, the more you know, the more you don't know. You know, yeah. like the more you go through life and you figure out all these things, it opens up your eyes and you go, oh my God, I don't know anything. It's actually yeah. crazy. You know, yeah. and the people who don't know a lot, they think they know everything. Yeah. I feel like I can relate to that. Like, especially every time I step into a new level in my business, I'm, my eyes, I feel like are open every time to like new things. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, <laughs> but it's yeah. true. Yeah. No, it's crazy. It's crazy. So to kind of close us off, what is next for you in 2020? Yeah. In 2020, I, you know, it's all 2019 was all about crafting my brand a very specific way developing a product, testing it, rebuilding the product with all the input that I got, building out my websites, doing all this stuff, hiring a team. And now I'm doing a launch next week. I'm going to blow this product up. The product's done. All I have to do is drive traffic to it. So I'm just going to go around town on all the shows. If anyone wants me on their show, hit me up. (laughs) And uh, I'm going to do a YouTube channel. I'm going to blow that up. I'm going to really focus on Instagram, YouTube, podcasts. I was about to say, would you ever think of doing your own podcast? Mm, That's a good question. I love to talk to people and I'm a really weird person. So I think if I did do a podcast, it would be super weird conversations about like aliens and all sorts of Like Joe Rogan. (laughs) Basically like Joe Rogan, but like more, yeah, basically. I just want interesting people that just talk about interesting things. And like, honestly, I wouldn't even monetize the podcast. Like I don't need to. The YouTube, definitely like a full monetization thing. I think YouTube's going to be huge for me in 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But yeah, that's kind of what I'm focusing on more YouTube. I'm going to be running ads. I'm going to be doing a lot of webinars. I'm just going to be blowing up my course and scaling yeah, it. Yeah. Talk about your course a little bit. It sounds awesome. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I help people create online courses. Um, like I mentioned earlier, you know, I've done one-on-one coaching, group coaching. I've done an agency. I've done consulting. I've done a lot of the business models that uh, are in the service industry for entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And the only one that I've ever done where I felt like I wasn't working all the time was online courses. And I think ultimately for every business, even your business, it's like all these different businesses, agencies, they should build their agency and then start an online course because courses are so profitable. And also, you know, I think for me, the way I see business and the way that I see it trending for myself and the place I always want to get to is with a new business is like, I don't mind putting a year's worth of work. Mm-hmm. But after that year, I want to get to a place where I have a system and I have a product and it delivers on its own where, you know, I spend maybe 10 or 20% of my time on the product and delivering the product. But then I spent 80% of my time being the face of the company and promoting. So right now I just set up a huge system for my business. It's super automated. Like everything is super slick, offers proven, everything looks good. And now I get to basically do whatever I want. I can go travel the world. I can go around town and film videos. All you got to do is show up on social media and promote this thing and talk about mm-hmm. this thing and talk mm-hmm. about it with people and connect and be an authority mm-hmm. in the space and share my message and, and impact people in that way. And just be like, Hey, by the way, you know, if you want my help, this is the place to do it. Here's yeah. free training or this is how you can learn more about it. And I think a lot of people don't get to that place. Yeah. That's a really good goal to have. I think for anyone listening of like putting in the work and then just spending your time promoting and being the face of the brand. Um, and then last question, where can people find you online? Yeah, you can go to coursemastery.com if you want to learn more about the course or, you know, my primary social media is just Ross Johnson on Instagram. And yeah. if you guys want to send me a message, if you want to connect, feel free to do it. Part of my brand, part of what I do, I answer every DM, me personally. I just love chatting with people. So feel yeah. free to reach out there. Cool. And we'll add your links in the podcast show notes, but thanks so much for chatting with me today. I like, I love the conversation. So many interesting topics. And the reason I was like, you should have your own top podcast. Cause I feel like every time you come up on Instagram stories, you have such an interesting thought that I'm like, people would definitely listen to this. Mm, thank you. Yeah. I really appreciate you having me on. Always a, always a pleasure to chat. If you've enjoyed this episode, please hit the subscribe button if you haven't already and leave us a review with your main takeaways from this episode. But thanks again for joining me today and I will catch you next time on the Marketing Mindset Podcast.